This poor fellow isn't sharp. He's weary and confused. He doesn't care about us, and he probably doesn't know what he's talking, 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 talking about. And you, you are puzzled. to mom fest Tell me something good. and it was really really fun Tell me that you like it. Yeah. I love it I love it Tell me something good. I didn't get diarrhea But I got heartburn one of the nights. Tell me that you like it. Yeah. I really don't like heartburn. I keep turning back to some two hours. Tell me something good. I got the Roger Waters album. I got it by screaming in the porter party. Tell me that you like it. I like it a lot. I got a secret nickname. The secret name is not Ben. Because I'm not him. I'm not Ben. That's a magician. That's right. I went to uh, Momfest in uh, Raleigh. I actually went with my dad. It was fun. So, this is mostly going to be about that, and I hit the mic with my face. Um, so, we stopped at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, it was a little disappointing. I didn't know what I expected. I honestly expected more like the Rock and Roll History Museum, which I thought... They just called it that in Tenacious D to not call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for some maybe legal reason or something. I don't know. But the Rock and Roll History Museum is fake, fictional, and does not exist. All those three words, three phrases, whatever those words were, maybe you heard them differently. Maybe this is all gobbledygook. Anyways, those three things I said are all the same. So we're just going to say... It does not exist. It's not existence. It is imagination. It is imaginary. And I was disappointed because I was expecting that. And uh, so Tenacious D, you tricked me. The best part of it, I would have to say, is as far as the exhibit goes and not the shenanigans I had, which really wasn't that shenanigan Um I think the best part was obviously the basement with their, or the lower, I don't know if it's the first floor or the basement. I don't, I'm not sure how you would say because um, that's the main exhibit. Uh, everything else was kind of, uh, especially the, the two, fifth and sixth, fourth and fifth levels, disappointment. Um, would I go again? Probably not. 
not for many years. And I understand that there's exhibits coming and going. And in fact, the exhibit that came and is going whenever it goes was just uh, pictures of uh, like uh, black musicians from the 70s. Um, just pictures. Just like an offshoot room that I didn't see really many going into. But I was there. I was in there. Uh, so yeah. It was disappointing, but the best part was, for me, the shenanigans, trying to find, so we found this, like, hallway we didn't go down, because we kept circling around trying to find, and, like, is it bigger than what it was? Did we miss anything? So we found this hallway with a locked door, and then our entire, we spent a good 10, 15 minutes going, like, up and down the escalators to try to figure out where this door left or went to because you could exit out the door you could not get in and we figured it out we figured out where it was um but we we couldn't get in it was uh well a locked exhibit and that locked exhibit you couldn't even try to open it because it didn't have door handles now so that was just that was, that was shenanigan um but the most shenanigan was actually not just us, but we also talked a couple, uh, a woman, into getting into it. Um, my dad getting into uh, Elvis's trike. Because what happened was we noticed this woman taking selfies with it, you know, in a distance. And my dad was like, oh, why don't you just get in it? And she's like, oh, can we? And we're like, well, it's just us in here and uh, we're not going to snitch. And in fact, uh, he wants to get into himself. So then uh, he, my dad, broke the ice. For, he got in it. And then she got in it. And uh, we told her, you know, this is what you do. You uh, do it when you want to leave. So in case you get kicked out, hey, you already seen everything. Shenanigans had. So now I got a picture. He's got a picture, multiple pictures of him in the trike. We'll see if we ever go back and uh, if it has... Um, more security, like the Mustang prototype. What happened next? Oh, yes. Um, most of my, unfortunately, most of my diet was com composed of chicken biscuits. And it's funny because I guess even when my dad's not at work, he still needs to have his work food, which he just eats chicken biscuits all day at work. That's his meals. So it, it was it was kind of weird that it's like, dude, you're not at work. Why don't we eat something that you normally don't eat? Because all you do eat is chicken biscuits. And I'm not used to chicken biscuits. And maybe that's why. Oh, my phone's going off. Um, maybe that's why I had, as you heard in the intro, very bad acid, stomach acid. I think it was Thursday night. So bad it kept me up for an additional like hour. And I couldn't, I couldn't sit down. In fact, it was it was so bad I had to stand. Even though I was tired as fuck, I was high, tired, and just had the worst stomach. I'll take that back. Second worst acid reflex I've ever had. Um, the only way it felt good was puking, and I hate puking. And yeah, so I was just eating like that day. I think I had Chick Fil A twice. Because he spazzed and spurged and wanted to go to Chick-fil-A. It was funny. On the way down, he goes, we're not going to have any chain restaurants. We're not going to get any, you know, any, any any chains. 
And lo and behold, that's all we ate down there was uh, Chick-fil-A chain and Bojangles chain, Biscuitville chain. But I understand when I confronted him about it. He said, well, we it's a chain, yes, but we don't have these chains up north. And I was like, okay, I got you. You got me. So <clears throat> Thursday was uh, not much going on. The Officially, it didn't start. We set up our tent a, a time and a half, a, a couple times. Kept moving it around. Um, ended up uh, ruining it, sort of. But we threw it away anyways. It was old and on its last legs. It just, uh, we placed it down and things started poking up, making holes, so... Thursday was not much of anything going on besides doing the tent and uh, getting acclimated or figuring out where everything was. Uh, we met Paul that day. We hung out a little bit, met Drew. Um, he was our neighbor. Uh, what else happened Thursday? Not much. I think that was we paddleboarded that day. There was not going there wasn't much going on until later. Because uh, we went and uh, uh, we did a lot of running around that day. We brought a uh, battery, car battery, and a milk crate. And on top of that milk crate was uh, a piece of, like, a platform. It was like a piece of wood, sort of like uh, a clipboard piece of wood. And on that was the AC power converter. So we thought we would have, like, a mobile battery unit that we could uh, charge stuff with. And it would have worked, except for the battery was old. It was from 2014. So we went to uh, Meyer. I almost said Walmart. No, yes, Walmart. Not Meyer. They don't have those down there. So we went to Walmart to buy a battery. Um, we did that Friday, I do believe. Because Thursday, yes, Thursday we found out the battery is old. And what we thought was going to be the answer to our prayer was we were going to use a battery to go to the power converter to put it up to 1,500 watts. From there, we would take a trickle charger to slowly charge the battery. So in theory, it would, it would, it would just be kind of like an infinite power loop, which did not work. Um, I don't know if it would work on a regular non-old battery, fully charged battery. But, uh, yeah, so that didn't work. So then Friday, that's when we did the old rigmarole battery. Um, so Thursday, there wasn't not much going on until the nighttime when uh, we were, it was more social at night. More people were getting there. Uh, talked to Shane a little bit. He, we, uh, it, was kind of, it was kind of weird. We weren't on the crew. We weren't crew members to help, uh, not volunteers. That you would you would be able to um, volunteer for four hours a day. You would get a free day pass. So there's quite a quite a, a nice number of volunteers, nice crew. Um, but we were sort. I would say we were like renegade crew members in the sense that we were helping, but we were also doing whatever the fuck we wanted to do in a sense. Because um, we brought a canopy, a ten by twenty canopy. All they had there was ten by tens, and because I guess canopy rentals are either are both hard to come by for that time period and very expensive um so yes we 
originally was just drop off it, we'll handle it. And then he come by, Shane came by on the Segway, and we had to go put up our canopy. Big deal, not really. Uh, we had help from a gentleman named Craig, and we had a little help from uh, Cole Marta. Oh, that was nice. I, I didn't realize it was him originally. And, it, and, it, and it's weird because there's a lot of who is that guy, is it who I think it is, because a lot of people have the same characteristics. Uh, Cole Marta being larger with a beard and a hat on. Um, so that was that was a threw me for a loop. Friday is also when I met Dave Waite, the comedian. And once again, if you throw in the Colmarta equation of uh, big big guy, beard, hat, now you're throwing glasses. Now you're now you're talking about a, a large pool now too. Just a simple equation of adding glasses doesn't really exit out a lot. In fact, it adds too, too many. Luckily, I never went or approached anyone besides Dave Waite calling Dave Waite Dave. Um, <clears throat> so he's walking down. I'm walking up. I point. I go, hey, man, Dave Waite. He goes, yeah, man. Yeah. Let me. He's a little he's a little lower than me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, you a fan? Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Of course I'm a fan. That's how I know you. All, all right, man. That's cool. Uh, uh, I, I'm only here tonight. Show's at nine. So it's kind of cool um, having a, a slight conversation with the man because during opening ceremony, Shane was like, my, my, my friend Dave Waits here uh, you know, told a little story. He's really into dad material. And then Dave's like, yeah, man, thing about dads, our dads, you know, any dads around here? Because I see a lake, and dads love lakes. They like discussing lakes. They like telling you not to get into the lake because it's too dirty. They like fishing in the lakes. You know, he said something like that. Um, And then still, not many people approached him. He's a comedian friend. We don't know how funny he is. So after the opening ceremony and whatnot, uh, I approach him with my dad. And I'm like, hey, Dave, remember me? I want you to meet my dad. And then, you know, they did a little dad rigmarole. So now we have uh, a slight uh, formality, I would say. It's not, you know, he has a face. We have a face. Our faces have met. He knows our face. Friday, what else happened? Um, trying to think. Not much. Oh, I th Friday, our uh, other neighbor, Jason, shows up. And uh, he, he, I mean, there's not a bad person there. I was just going to say, he went hard. Um, I guess Friday he did both mushrooms and acid. Uh Hooray, I'm sure a lot of people were both on mushrooms and acid at the same time. He told me Saturday that he didn't really enjoy it that much because of the two combinations he spent his most of Friday night, at least, turtling it in his sleeping bag, um, just passing on through the night. Um, 
found out he brought a paddleboard because uh, one of the questions was when I was talking with my dad was I previously discussed buying a paddleboard. And I knew this event was happening, so I thought it would be a good time to see how they are. And joke's on us, because we thought the inflatable ones were uh, normal hard ones. And talking to Jason, and then talking to Kim, the friend of who brought them, we found out that they were, in fact, indeed hard, or um, not hard-bodied. They weren't hard-bodied, they were inflatable. And it, it fooled us, because they were hard as a rock. So, if I buy them, I now know that Inflatable ones are pretty damn good, but you need to go for the more expensive. We're talking $500, but, you know, a hard one, you're looking at a grand to threes. What happened Friday? Um, comedy, music. I can't, I think, uh, I think that's when two more scientists did their talk. I think that's when Cole did his and, uh, then Hillary Colmarta did therapy and uh he's uh he does ketamine therapy and uh is now doing uh trying to get MDMA therapy legalized and it, it opened to Q&A things uh kind of devolved into uh um uh, battling of spirituality versus like uh like you're taking away the spiritual aspect man why would you do that? I think, I think if you really want to hear heal, you should go to a medicine man or a shaman and take, and take mushrooms, man, or or the ayahuasca, man. I don't, you know, you're taking away that you spirituality. And Cole's like, you know, you can't take away the spiritual aspect. Yes, you can get healing from and help the wounds. By just taking these drugs, you know, you can do some patchwork, you can get some band-aids, but what I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do by mixing both the drugs and the therapy is we're trying to fully heal people. We're not just trying to cover up some wounds, you know, stitch them up. We're trying to actually do surgery and remove the problem, but you cannot take the spiritual aspect out of the drugs. So I'm not trying to combat the spiritual aspect of it. And in fact, it's great if you can actually get both a spiritual experience out of it and remove your trauma. Because that's, in fact, what we're trying to do here, remove trauma. Which another person asked, you know, oh, I'm going to do ketamine therapy. What should I look for? And I think the term was uh, like pack pog something it, it was something look for make sure they have this thing and this thing was um like a psychotherapy approved something maybe something like that pretty much he was saying make sure you're not just going to a place where they just dose you up make sure there's an actual therapist on there because more often than not more now that it's legal more places are popping up all you need to do is like be not a phlebotomist, but be able to give somebody injection and you're good. That's what most of these are. You're just going to get an injection of ketamine and you're just going to trip, which is fun and fine. 
but there's not going to be somebody there to talk to afterwards. They're just going to get shove you the fuck out after you've tripped. And that's not great. It's not great at all. Um, once again, you can get something out of it. You probably can, but you're going to get more most of um, the healing done if you have a therapist there, which more often than not, and I'm not going to say the place that you're going to or trying to go to doesn't, but if, but what you need to do is look for this certain criteria. And then it kind of involved, devolved into, uh, what about LSD therapy? Uh, oh, or, and, uh, mushrooms. What about mushrooms as far as a depression, uh, therapy? And he's like, talked about, you know, right out what we're trying to do right is yes, it would be cool if we can get that drug and this drug and blah, da, 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 da. But where I specialize is ketamine. And now I'm trying to do MDMA. Those two seem to be the most beneficial. And they're like, but psilocybin, man, antidepressant. He's like, listen, yes, it helps with serotonin or something like that. But when you take somebody off their meds and try to put them on psilocybin or mushrooms or whatever, if they don't, if it doesn't help them or makes things worse and you put them back on their drugs, it, it it's not effective. So there's a cost benefit to mushrooms. And I really am trying to more or less get, and this is me paraphrasing going off my memory, which obviously memory is what it is. It's not a perfect imagination. It's not a perfect retelling. There's always things wrong and it's, looking through a cloud to paint something. Um, so yeah, it, and then it kind of, and then there was, you know, like, what about all the, like, no, it, it's funny. It's people, it's scientists, and then people who are trying to either A, be scientists, outsmart scientists, or are currently like in the process of sort of being in that field, trying to kind of like impress them. Or just like dumb drug people. And I'm just like, eh, I don't want to really. Because like my my question is, is, and I asked him later on, my question was, would you rather be an orange tree or an oak tree? And he said orange. And I asked him why. Give you food. And he asked me what I would say. And I said oak because it's strong, sturdy, and a good building material. You can build shelter. See, there's no wrong answer. You can feed somebody or you can shelter them. Both needs need to be met. It's it's uh the the answer there's no right answer and both answers are correct and you get something out of them um yes uh mm-hmm. trying to think saturday i guess we're just gonna go on to saturday not much in the morning um besides going to try to do some sound healing at 10 uh, I, I am walking, I, I kind of prop around the area early and I, and I, uh, message Jason. I tell him in the morning about it and he's like, cool, I'm going to go get some coffee for this chick. Uh, maybe her and I will meet you over there cause she sound, I'm sure it's something she's interested in. Cool. So I prop around, 
20 minutes early. I don't see anyone there. I'm like, huh, weird. Not setting up. Okay, whatever. So I do a giant loop. And now I'm walking back, and it's more like 9.50, 9.55. I sort of uh, join with a group, but they're not too familiar with how to get over there, so now I'm leading the pack. Once again, the, the person's not there, the lady. Um, I do what I normally do, which is, uh, eh, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So I, And it's not like I'm doing much. I'm just taking the chairs that are stacked on one another, these inflatable ones, and I flip them down so everyone can sit, or some of us can sit. So I'm sitting there. The, the group that I passed roll up. or Well, they're just behind me, really. They see me flipping the stuff. They see me going there. They probably maybe were a little hesitant. Whatever the fuck. I'll be the icebreaker. So we wait. She never shows. She never shows. So we kind of, we all shoot the shit. We're doing some humming. Mm, you know. Make our own sounds. Uh, so yeah, we just have powwow. It's fun. It was, it was nice to have a unit, a little unit. Because then we all, like, we see each other and we're like, hey, 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 you know. You know how it is. Um, We're leaving. I have a shirt on that says Mumfest. You know what I do. Black Sharpie. Tim, my sound healing buddy. Oh, man, nice shirt. Is that one of Ramin's? I go, no, man. Uh, uh, I made it. Oh, are, are you an artist? I go, no, I just, you know, I wrote on it uh, in Sharpie. Oh, so so your name's Sharpie. You're an artist named Sharpie? No, no, dude, I just took a white shirt and wrote Mumfest on it with a Sharpie, black Sharpie. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny. Um, After that, I met the king, and it's funny. I, I love these people. I have nothing against them. I'm not a, really a fan of their model and modes of interpreting the the universe and the world but it's a fun way to be you it, it's better than being uh um, nihilistic or uh, depressed about everything i mean when you're talking about uh to uh somebody that's really into numerology that's awesome that everything has meaning to them and every, so it's positive it's a very positive experience when everything has a meaning to you when all the numbers do and it's very, it's not fun to be around somebody that's negative, that nothing means anything and nothing matters. Um, I don't know if it was before the trip or after the trip, but the odometer was all ones and nines, which means something. He saw a car number with six, 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 you called it, and another six. We went past it. Four sixes, not six sixes, or three sixes. That means something positive. Um, I forgot what. The thing is, when you're talking, they give you the vaguest interpretation. It's always, oh, it's a good sign or it's a bad sign. They never really can break it down unless you're like super deep into it. And those people are a rare breed in and of themselves. So the king was just breaking stuff down as everything is a good sign, which is cool, positive. I love it. We need it. My phone's going off. My phone's going off again. What else happened Saturday? Um, <laughs> exactly what did happen. 
we had a large storm move in about four o'clock. Uh, well, no, I think it was uh, no. A storm happened more like more like uh, I'll say five. It was it was, it was sprinkling probably around three. It pretty much it practically rained for ten hours. Whether it was a sprinkle or a fucking hellacious thunderstorm downpour. Um, the sprinkling didn't really stop much until it started to downpour and stuff started to shut down in and around, I would think, 5, maybe, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And then they tried to open it up again around 7. And we went into about 8.30. Um, by that time... We were all on the main stage. They shut down the field stage. And the magician, Ben, whatever his name was. Let me look it up. Eh, whatever. I'm not him. That's my nickname, not Ben. Remember the intro? I told you I had a secret camp nickname. Which was told to me at uh, Burning Can at the very end when fumbles aka the doctor or doctor but not md i think it was call call me fumbles if you want to have some fun or the doctor if you want drugs or something like that <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of nicknames you had the king you had fumbles aka the doctor you had me not ben secretly wasn't aware of it at the time but for the most time i was not ben um <laughs> Probably, eh, I guess I wasn't really not Ben on Thursday or Friday. Just, I just got the name that Saturday, that day. So I was only not Ben for two days, I guess, secretly, day and a half secretly. Um. So yeah, not Ben, or Ben, I should say, was on stage performing his tricks, and uh, it had to shut it down when he was in a, one of those large mentalist things and the trick was uh getting numbers random numbers on from people you know those random numbers are going to be on a uh, a bill money and somehow by some way of circumstance a woman's initials was also in like a glass bottle that was in a suitcase i don't know how he did it one of those crazy ass mentalist tricks but it got cut short he went through probably two out of the four hoops or two out of the five hoops. And by the fifth hoop, the lights were dimming down to the darkness. I guess I should maybe turn my phone off because now it's working when uh, it was not working unless I restarted it. <clears throat> so I guess let me mute it. So that was Saturday. Very fun. Um... All this time, I wasn't doing a lot of drugs. Every uh, A lot of people were. Even the sound healing. Uh, Tim rolled up <clears throat> on drinking beer. I don't know if anybody else had anything in their system at that time. I mean, it was 10 a.m. But uh, this is a place to do it. This is a place to go all out, like my boy Jason doing uh, acid and shrooms at the same night. I don't know how much he did. But he kept asking me, I think he asked me that Saturday or Sunday. We're getting to Sunday here soon. Saturday, maybe, or Sunday. But he said to me, 
oh, you want to do some mushrooms? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do some. He's like, oh, well, what are you thinking? I go, oh, not much. So he's like, an eighth? <clears throat> and an eighth to me <clears throat> is uh, a standard dose. So by not much, I'm like, eh, maybe a gram. Because I don't want to be fucked up on a paddleboard. I don't want to be fucked up. When I want to do drugs, when I either do weed, when I do mushrooms, when I do stuff, I just want to be chill. Even when it comes to drinking, I don't want to be out ah, partying. I just want to be chill. So, I didn't do much throughout these days. I did an edible at night to help me sleep. I did a little edible, like, I would eat like five grams, or like a gummy of ten grams. I would eat like half and then an hour later have another half so it like step stairs up to the peak instead of just going straight up um tons of people were fucked up obviously i mean people were like oh if you say so say you're on mushrooms somebody's gonna offer you more or if you want some more that definitely happened um saturday yes so Everything got rained down, rained out, and shut down. And I thought, um, I, I didn't stay in the in the tent. I went to the Airbnb with my father, um, because I was. And the message was everything shut down until tomorrow. Maybe they might run something late at night. And I guess they started at midnight, which isn't that late. But the shenanigans happened until three a.m. And uh, I didn't miss much, some music, that was it. Eh, I can take it or leave it. I would prefer not to be wet and uh, be asleep. So Sunday, the bigger day. And in fact, um, Friday, uh, or Saturday, I should say, there was there was at least one comedy show. Um... I don't know. The days sort of blur together. But whatever comedy show was, um, the comedian Josh Day. The thing about my dad is he he kind of he definitely likes to make things about himself, um, which was okay enough for this scenario because stand up, you, the the audience is not really supposed to interject, obviously. But my dad. With also laughing would sometimes repeat what the punchline or what he said. So that was uh, a way of the comedian to kind of heckle. You know, he was, my dad was kind of heckling in a way. So there was that sort of combatantness, which at the end of the show or the next day, whatever happened, uh, the comedian thanked my dad because he was on drugs and jet lagged and whatnot. So it kind of... Gave him an easy out. But the next day, my dad thought it was a, a Sunday, I should say. So, yeah, it was Saturday. My dad thought it was a uh, kind of more like a being like, hey, you know, it's all right. Just you can you can do that, which it wasn't excessive, but he did sort of do an excessive thing. But uh, it wasn't too over the top. So I wasn't that worried about it. Um. I feel like I can do comedy, and this is nothing against a woman who's number two in uh, North Carolina comedy 
competition. Whatever that competition was, she's number two. And it was it was humor. It was, it was just, it was like, well, it was polished, um, shitty open mic material. So it was like, if I got on there, but if, if, if I got on there, but I worked on those jokes for like a year, that's the best way I can describe it. You know, it was just work stories like, Hey, uh, I'm a barista and this guy, he held the, this is the premise of the story. I'm not doing the joke, the bit, uh, Hey, this guy, I, when I was a barista, this guy told me there was a bug in his drink. And I'm like, sure, sure, you're probably right about that. This place is disgusting. So he held it up to show me in the sunlight. And he tipped it and some dripped on his head. That's the whole joke. Oh, I burnt myself. And then another guy was like, Heh, that's why women shouldn't make coffee. So then I squirted period blood into his drink and gave it to him. Oh, I also work at Trader Joe's, and uh, a customer's like, uh, what the fuck was it? I don't know. You know, it was, oh, um, you, you, uh, vegan eggs. And I said, oh, that looks like discharge. And they were like, what discharge? And it was cool that they played with me. Um, and, yeah. So, honestly, it gave me, the realization that I should probably maybe do some open mic stand-up if possible again and work on some material because I feel I can do that. I could at least be number two in North Carolina. Um, so, yeah, that was Sunday. Starting on Sunday, yes. I did a ice bath with my boy Jason on Saturday. And he did it. He, it was either his second or third time doing it. So his body was a little more acclimated, but he's also straight up beast mode. So I get in it. Well, before me, my boy Tim does it. He's doing the Wim Hof breathing, and he doesn't last. He lasts like a minute or so, and he's still like hyperventilating, and he's on the sidelines, you know, talking about how how weird it feels. So Jason and I do it. He goes in. He's just fucking chilling. Uh... I go in and I start huffing and puffing a little bit, but then I'm but then I go in straight to chill mode, because I used to do those things I haven't in quite some time, so I'm my body isn't that adjusted, but at least I know deep down my body will adjust and adapt. Um, so I think that's psych reason psychologically I could do it more, or I adjusted quicker. Sunday rolls around. I find out that uh, one of the comedians, Steve Gillespie, spent 22 minutes in there, and another guy did 15. Good for you, and uh, hooray, because I've seen the aftermath of what happens. I know the aftermath of what happens, because Steve couldn't get warm. He was just shaking and chattering at the mouth and uh, kind of pivoting back to his yurt. I wouldn't say walk, but more of a pivot. And I spent enough, long enough time in cold to know that happens, and I don't like that feeling, so I'm not going to do that. I don't have nothing to prove. Um, so I do a polar plunge twice. Um, the second time I do it with my boy Paul, one of the sound healing buddies, I found out later on he was on acid at the time. 
but he did it twice uh, that day, actually, one after the other. First time, he could not relax at all. He's ah, spouting, screaming, not really screaming, but not having a good time. And I just go in there, and after the first one from Saturday, I'm like, I got this. So instead of any really huffing and puffing, it's just like a deep breath in, and then a, it's chill mode. And then I'm t- talking to Palm like, you got it, boy. You're doing good. You can handle it. And they were like, oh, my God, he's having an ice cream social. And then after that, my boy Paul did it again. Shane got in there twice. He killed it. But the thing is, he's 6'3", I think, so he couldn't really get in there, get in there. He got in there the best he could without breaking his legs again, I should say, your feet. Um, my boy Paul got in there again, and he handled it even better the second time. And Jason went in there, straight zen mode for probably two minutes at least. Um, it was fun. It was it was great. Sunday, the anthropologist is doing his talk. Well, uh, Sunday, uh, they did the closing ceremony early for people that had to go. And it got to the raffle where you needed to know your numbers and or have your keychain on you. And I didn't have my keychains. They were in the van with my dad, and he was who knows where getting chicken biscuits. So I text him, you know, they're doing the raffle. Please hurry. I, I, I was not receiving any texts. I couldn't receive. I could send them. I couldn't receive them. I found out that I needed to, uh, in order to do anything, I had to restart my phone, and I still have a little issues with it now. But luckily, they called it quits because they would just be rattling off numbers, and no one would come to claim anything. And that shows you that people aren't there aren't really scumbags because. People could have just walked up there and uh, taken their word for it. So they cancel it and they shall return. And thankfully, I was there when I got there. And uh, I didn't miss it or so. I mean, I got into the porta potty and that's when they called for the Roger Waters album. So I'm in there taking a shit as soon as it happens and because uh, I couldn't hold it. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to. It's all those chicken biscuits I ate. No fiber, just... I mean, like I said, I didn't have diarrhea, but I was still having like one dump a day. I would think with the shit... Well, I, I was supplementing with uh, Lara bars or Lara bars, whatever they are, the date and peanut, so I was getting a little fiber that way and with uh, pear and apple. Um, so I was taking a shit when they started it and, uh, it was either the third. Yeah. I think it was, they called two numbers and then they called one thirty one. So I heard it and I start spazzing from in there and I start wiping my ass as quick as I could. And I think I screamed maybe two or three times in there. You know, I'm coming. I'm coming. And I just hear, oh, my God. Is he in? I'm going to do my Shane impression, impression, and it's not going to be good. Oh, my God. Is that 
coming from the urinal? Or he didn't say the urinal. Is that coming from... Is he taking a shit right now? Oh my god. That makes absolute sense for this place. Or absolute sense for this festival. So, so then I bust out of the porta potty, bust out of the toilet, and it, and they're, and they're now talking. I'm discussing, and I kind of just interrupt. I just go in there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, it's you." Uh, well, because earlier on, um, he knew we had the 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 canopy, and just being there early, and by passing through, you know, he knows the face. Obviously, I know his face. He's like, what's your name again? Chad. And he was like, all right. And then they went back to their conversation because I, I, in, in a way, kind of rudely interrupted. But at the same time, I was trying to get my prize. I was trying to claim it. I wasn't trying to have somebody else take what was rightfully mine's or my dad's, I should say, because it was his ticket. And the thing is, um, it, it was perfect. If you want to talk about synchronicities, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There is a the third floor i think it is they have a, a a diorama well i guess that's not really it because like a diorama is in a shoe box and this would be the largest shoe box i've ever seen in fact in the shoe box there's a whole museum and a half in there but uh no the they have like a replica of the wall where it's like the wall from the pink floyd album and there's like a spooky teacher and thing so we went there and my dad, that's like one of his favorite albums, one of probably top 10 bands. Um, so, yeah, it was just nice that he was able to get it and I was able to get it by being there in the toilet taking a dump. And that's a good story. It's a good story that I first uh, first festivals stories for me is I got the rod signed Roger Waters album while in the porta potty screaming and my nickname of not Ben. So next year I'm going to be writing on my shirt, probably mum fest and on the back, like not Ben. So I'm be like, why does your shirt, sh- are you Ben then? And I go, no, my shirt clearly says not Ben. And I might be like, why? I was like, well, I'll let me tell you about the first year. I'm an old timer. I got this nickname for not being the magician. I'm like, I wonder how many people started to approach me before they got like two feet away and I'm like, oh shit, that's not Ben. Because I never had anybody ask me, are you Ben? Or or go and point, be like, hey Ben, or say, or call me Ben in any sort of fashion. That didn't happen. So I assume people maybe got three feet away and then was like, oh, that's not Ben because I didn't see no weird like stop and then turn 90 degrees and just walk the other way. I didn't see that happen to me at all. But if it did, I guess I wasn't paying attention or they're really just good at the stop and turn to not not make it awkward. Maybe the, maybe these people do that a lot where they don't know who they are because they're so or who people are because they're so fucked up on drugs. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe they were they were just on drugs so much that they thought I was Ben so far away, but like took two steps and they're like, oh, like they seen like a, a shape that looked like Ben, but in like three more steps, they they the shape turned to a man and that man was me and they were like, oh, that's not Ben. That shape that resembled Ben, not him. It's somebody else. Because like 
at, it was right before the burning or of the burning of the outhouse fumbles come yeah it was before the burning while we helped al move his stuff um away from the porta potty i mean this dude had like this giant tank truck thing i don't even know what to call it imagine like a 18 wheeler but it's all one solid mass and it's like taller and it it was like a, it, it, i've never seen anything like it in my life let alone in a, a magazine or a movie but it was just this ginormous military vehicle and he had to move it like five feet because they were worried it was like catch on fire and explode and he's like dude this thing can go in water up to its windshield this thing can pull I think like seven and a half tons. It can like the thing is built for war. You think a porta potty on fire is going to cause it to explode? And that was a big thing. Um, but moving the guy's materials away like ten feet, uh, I met fumbles. And earlier in the day or the other day, everyone was chanting fumbles, and I didn't know what the fuck was happening. And I don't know. I don't know how the guy got his nickname. He didn't even. He didn't tell me because I asked him, "How did you get the nickname Fumbles?" He's like, "I don't know, man. Everyone just starts calling me Fumbles." So he's like, "Oh my God, you're not Ben." I go, "What? Yeah, no." He's like, "Oh my God, you're not Ben." I go, "Yeah, I'm not Ben." He's like, "No, no, dude. Everyone's been calling you not Ben." Like I thought, this was the first interaction of somebody thinking I was Ben. So it threw me for a loop because I, he, I thought he just thought I was Ben, but no, he knows I'm not Ben. And because he knows I'm not Ben, he's calling me not Ben because he doesn't know my real name. So he knows I'm not Ben. So that first step of you're not Ben already happened in his mind, but the only thing he knows to call me is not Ben. So he's like, holy, like, holy shit, you're not Ben. And I go, holy shit, you're right, I'm not him. He's like, no, dude, everyone's been calling you not Ben. That, that's been your nickname. I was like, that's crazy because nobody's called me that. Nobody's come up to me and been like, dude, you got a nickname, it's not Ben. I'm like, holy shit, now I have a nickname. Now I have a festival nickname. Festival nickname, not Ben. Shout out, squad. Um, if you know, you know, you're a first timer, dog, you're a first timer. You may not know me or I might not know you, but you might know, but you may know not Ben and that ain't me or that, or you might know Ben and that ain't me, but you know me, I am not Ben. So that was awesome. That was cool. I was there. Like I said, let me circle back for Shane in his ice bath and he pee peed and I called his pee radiant <laughs> and, uh, you know, had a little fun time and, and it was cool, uh, when, uh, banana, uh, uh, fuck Rihanna, Raina, I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. But she made, she, you know, they were like, we couldn't do this without our help. And God, Matthew McCool was the editor and videographer. And then Rihanna, Banana. <laughs> it, 
like okay so i know of these people but i'm not like, like super active in the discord so i'm like oh i know like this is what i know i know who soup is i know who he like he's the person that actually owns the camp so i know when people are like oh we're, let's talk to soup 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 I, I like i know i knew everything i could it was like no it's like being like oh I know there's a guy named not Ben around, but I don't know what he looks like until I see him. And somebody says that's not Ben. That's what I was. I was the other end of not Ben. I was like, oh my God, there's a guy I know named Soup around. I don't know Soup until I know somebody point out and say that's Soup. And that didn't happen until the end. So I was like on the, uh, I was like on the not Ben thing. Like, dude, I know Ben and I know there's a guy walking around that looks like him, but I guess I won't know that that's not Ben until I see him. And, and then I'm like, that's right. That's not him. That's not Ben, but it is also not Ben. So it was cool seeing a bunch of people on discord. Um, but I never really approached him because I wasn't super active. Like drew. I knew because him and I, we played uh code names together online. And uh, so we had that sort of, which was cool that him and I had a, like a previous interaction um before and then also i i know he's more active on the discord so i knew his username drewski and i was like oh no yeah we played code names together and he's like i didn't know it was an actual board game in real life i've only ever played it online and my dad's and that blew my dad's mind because he only knew it of in real life he didn't realize you could play it online um, what else happened? <clears throat> what else happened? People got uh, unofficially married because both Shane and Ramin aren't ordained ministers, but they did do all the normal process. There was a hot midget. There was a hot midget um, who apparently was in a hammock, got, um, I think she got ticks, fleas, and chiggers. So I was like, oh, that, you nasty, that's nasty, you little nasty ass bitch, you little nasty ass midget, you a hot ass little nasty ass midget right there. And uh, she's in the Discord. And uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, Who else did I meet? Did I, yeah, Kim. Kim was from New Zealand, came from New Zealand, talked a little bit about New Zealand, which was cool. We asked her, she knew Brett McKenzie and or or brett jermaine and uh yeah didn't ask about murray but she knew what we were talking about and i guess she was originally from michigan but then moved to raleigh after previously being from or after previously living in new zealand and she broke it down that there's like three million people but like pretty much a million just live in one town or one like the giant city and then two other million just live like sporadically throughout the entire country um let's see yeah um i follow i following a bunch of the i got a bunch of i guess bunch of is relative to like five a bunch to me is five 
So I got a bunch of new followers on Instagram because everyone's super chill. And uh, so that's cool. Um, so that was Mumfest. Am I thinking or forgetting anything? After after that, we uh, drive home. We stopped at uh, Point Pleasant. And Point Pleasant, if you're not familiar or in the know, that's where Mothman happened. So we went to the Mothman Museum. And that was disappointing. I mean, although I was told exactly how it was, and I didn't believe it was exactly what it was. And that is mostly a museum for the Mothman prophecies. And if you, unless if you're a diehard fan, that place is going to blow your mind because it's like, here is the blanket that touched the guy that was in the Mothman prophecy. This is a paint bucket that he carried out of, of the store and the Mothman prophecies. This like, like that's what it was. And then like, Oh, this is like a weird diorama not in a shoebox of what the Mothman did on the bridge. And it's just like a weird Mothman toy on a little Fisher Price bridge. <laughs> and what threw me, what really bothered, well, not bothered me, but threw me for a loop was it just had like, uh, like the more, the further you go back, the like shittier it becomes. So like when you first walk in, there's like cool costume and like, like, uh, archival, um, newspaper clippings of all the sightings and all the Mothman prophecy stuff is all right there. And there's like, and then you go further back and it's like a, like a cardboard cutout of like, stick your head and he's getting you. And man, who are the men in black? And then you walk back and it's just like, uh, anything kind of Mothman related was like, right. They're like, this is a comic book of like a Mothman. Like a mo- not specifically the Mothman, but like a shitty superhero named Mothman. Not like they fought Mothman. Here's a here's a actual comic based on the the cryptid Mothman. Here's Hawkman. Here's just a being that has wings and like a sort of a hawk mask. This is not moth related, but hey man, it's a it's a flying humanoid, right? Uh here is a story like it it just devolved. It, it was quite funny if if you're a comic fan, you're like, "Why why is there Hawkman related merchandise in here? Why why do they have like here's Archangel of the X-Men, here's a toy, here's like a Toy Biz toy from the 90s of uh, the angel slash archangel. Why is why is this here? Because it's a flying man. Here is, uh, yeah, that's what it turned into at the end. Like, here is a not even a Mothman related. Like, here's not even. This is like the time. This is like remember when Godzilla fought Mothra. Here's a VHS copy of Godzilla versus Mothra. Mothman. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I love Godzilla. Can we get Godzilla, more Godzilla stuff in here? Is that possible? Can I get a, a Mothra? Can I get a, a one of the uh, an old toy of Mothra I can look at? That'd be cool. <laughs> so it was very disappointing. Then we kind of just walked around a little bit. So, Point Pleasant. And, and in fact... 
the the Mothman uh, festival is this coming weekend. As I record this, the nine fourteen. So, anyways, that was uh, my recounting of Mumfest. Oh no, I didn't even talk about. I let me talk about Ezekiel, dude. Oh shit! How could I forget? I encountered an alien, and this man, I seen him. I was like, "What the fuck's going on with this shirt?" I'm the motherfucker that writes on shirts. You're outdoing me. <laughs> so I noticed during the uh, archaeological, whatever demonstration, this man black man had a shirt on that had symbols and like his own wording and it was like highlighted like you are outdoing me and i don't like that i thought i was the one here that wrote on shirts and you're writing way much way more on them so later i got introduced to him by the king himself the numerology bad boy who happens to also be black i love black people getting into this weird white culture I do. I really do. It's it's fun. Um, so Ezekiel is actually, and it's always serious. It's some, he's from some planet in Sirius. Why is it always serious? Can you be from a different galaxy or nebula that's not serious? How many, how many galaxy nebula things are there? Is it only serious or is that the only popular one? Because anytime anyone is from anywhere, it is in the Sirius belt or Sirius galaxy or whatever Sirius is, they're from it. They're part of it. It's like, I'm from the Milky Way. What uh, Earth. You're like, I'm from Sirius. What planet? Xanthropus. Uh, but he's from Sirius. He's not Anunnaki, but he's like Anuki. He's like, he just said Anunnaki, but like wrong. That's where he's from. You heard of the Anunnaki? I'm the Anuki. Not Anunnaki. It's like instead of an I E or E, whatever it is. Like instead of an I E, it's like an I or just an E. I'm the Anuki. It's like two E's instead of I E. I was like, oh, so are there more of you here? No, no. He's like, I'm I'm an Anuki. You heard of the Anunnaki? I'm the Anuki. We're different. I'm like, are you sure? Just are you just misspelling it because I went to speech therapy and dog. It can help you some of it. But other times, you're just fucking lost still. Your tongue isn't a constant swirly of the mouth toilet. <laughs> um, so, yes, he is Anuki. And I go, this, and I, and I touch him. And I meant this, meaning the body. He's like, no, inside me is the entity, spirit, energy, uh, uh, An- Anuki. And he kind of talks like this. And it's like, the Anuki is in you, man. And uh, I go, am I not? If the Anunnaki's here, could I be? He's like, you won't know until you start getting the images in your brain. They communicate with me. See these symbols here on my shirt. I get them symbols and I translate them into English for y'all to read. And I go, I'm going to stop you here. But what's lost in translation? There's always something lost in translation. Ha, that's funny. Um, And the thing is, they never answer you. They just continue on back to what they have to say, what their spiel is. So I brought down what they mean here. And this is the page. What's on my body is two pages. And two pages, the book I'm writing is called uh, Coming Darkness. And and it's my message, our message, the Anuki's message to y'all 
that were coming to save you from the upcoming darkness. See, and this is another thing the king said that that um, when it's time to go, the aliens are going to arrive. No, 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 no. No. He was also with like a like a 50-year-old white woman. And uh, she was, we had a conversation. I can't remember her name. But that was one of the things. She's not worried about nuclear holocaust or something because the aliens will come down and take the chosen. I've heard it before. I'm like, dude, that's Project Bluebeam. They they say that they're going to be aliens that come down to form a one world government. We all got to, we all got a unit. The world powers are going to come together to fight the aliens and the Jews. That's Arge Barker bit. He tells it funnier. So yes, when the time comes, the Jewish aliens will come and save us if you've been nice to the Jews, if you're pro-Israel. <laughs> that that got a little different. Anyways, yes, so man, so we're coming and uh, that's really all I have for Ezekiel. It's just like, are you... Like that's the type of crazy I like. I like positive crazy. I don't give a fuck if you think you're an alien and you're just here for a good time and you're being a positive and spreading love and joy. Be your freaky alien weird self. But the bad crazy is the kind that doesn't go around spreading joy and happiness because you talk to these people and they're happy. They got nothing but love for you. They got nothing but love for everybody, pretty much. And they're just here to tell you what's on their mind. And their mind is that, A, I'm an alien, yo. B, all these numbers I see, it matters. One, one, dude, all ones and nines, uh, it's a good sign. What makes it so good? Man, it just, those numbers mean a lot to me. What do they mean? It is every time I see him, it's good. It's it's happy, man. It's goodness. What are the, the numbers you don't like? It's it's normally I I normally don't see the numbers I don't like, and and so I really don't know what I don't like because every time I see numbers, I get some a message from them. It's a positive message. Very rarely I get negative. And in fact, all the negative numbers were probably in my past when I was doing bad stuff. And I can't remember the numbers I was seeing then because I was too busy doing the do. You feel me? And I go, yeah, man, I feel you. You're busy stirring the pot, not looking around on the sticky notes to see the numbers. Yeah. So with that, I think, I think I covered my trip enough to know that I had a good time and a great time actually and uh one last thing was on Saturday it was terrifying to see Shane walk around he ran over his foot somehow in a golf cart I don't know how that happens but he did it he's tall so he's walking around in the rain with like a a top hat like a old worn sort of top hat sort of an old worn leather jacket and a cane and once again it reminded me of tenacious d the 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 guy that like wanted the pick of destiny that goes to stab he, he's like i'm going to stab you and he's like get over here and they're like no they're like no and he's like, fine then stay over there and he like hobbles over there so it was terrifying seeing a like a six four 
dude with a cane stumble around that was in darkness and in rain was like shitty spotty lighting he looked like the sleep paralysis tall man if the tall man had a cane and giant beard terrifying but now i think i covered everything i want so with that have a good week we're back i forgot to say this my dad ran into uh poison ivy or sumac or some sort of poisonous vine and uh i tell him did you go to medical he goes what i didn't know there was medical i'm like yeah there's a white tin across from the main stage that has a big red cross on it that's medical it says medical on it okay cool i'm gonna go to medical see if they have something to help with this whatever it is because he was going to put bliss tax on it um cannabis pain cream or my blister medicine because randomly i got a cold sore while at the rock and roll history museum i don't know if it was a a stress-based thing or there was some whore in the vicinity that was just letting out her herpes spores i don't know anyways so he goes to medical he tells me when he comes back yeah i went to medical and they couldn't help me i'm like what he goes, yeah, I go to medical and it's this woman and she's eating a sandwich. I go, oh, okay, yeah, not a big deal. People got to eat. Well, she just puts the sandwich down, still mouthing her food, and she just goes, I can't help you. I can't, I can't help you. I can't help you. I have, um, I can't help you. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, what the fuck did he say? So he goes, he asks for help and, and, uh, they pretty much, I can't, I can't help you because I'm not trained. So pretty much they have, their, their medical is. People eating sandwiches, just making sure people don't have get dehydrated. Like, oh, shit, I guess I had a slight echo maybe the entire time. Anyways, so the medical tent is not really medical. It's just a dehydration station. <laughs> so my dad asked this woman, you know, is there anything you can do? Oh, no, I, I can't do anything for that. Um... We're really just here to help people that are having a bad trip. We're just here to help if anyone is too high. So the whole medical is just there. It's not medical, in a sense. It is medical in case you're too high. This is a a, a calming high-down tent. A calming tent to keep people down from being too high. They're medical is just less high people helping way too high people. I guess it makes perfect sense for what was going on. And I forgot to add, and that's why I'm adding this to the end. They were originally going to have beer vendors, beer trucks, um, but that was going to be more costly and 
most importantly, having to have the cops be around. And uh, a lot of what was going on is very illegal. So we really don't want the cops going, having a, a field day with us in the field, interrupting our field day in the field while they're having a field day, interrupting us in our field day. So he said, fuck all that. We just... I just bought everyone beer. There's kegs over there. Please, this is coming out of pocket. Please donate. We weren't expecting this extra cost. Um, so the beer is on us. Have a good time. Amazing. That's funny. Can't have beer vendors. We definitely don't want the cops here. Fuck that. I bought everyone beer. Let's have a blast. Just if you could. You know what you'd normally pay at sports, sporting events and other festivals. Just throw us a couple dollars. Same thing happened with food trucks. He makes an announcement. So we were going to have more food trucks here. He's like, starting out, this is Shane, by the way. Let me see if I can do my Shane impression. So uh, starting out, I thought food trucks were really great. I loved food trucks. Turns out they're unreliable. Who'd have thought that? So, uh, we were going to have a food truck here today, but they only want one at a time. They're very competitive. So they tell me they're not coming because they didn't meet their minimum yesterday because of the rain. And I told them, well, what's their minimum? Because I'll just pay you that to show up. And they go, well, we met our minimum there at your place. But the next place we went to, we didn't meet our minimum. Well, what the fuck is that about? And good point. You so... You didn't have a problem making money here. You had a problem making money somewhere else. So why aren't you coming here? So anyways, so Shane goes, fuck that. Fuck food trucks. We're not having food trucks next year. So we just went to the grocery store and bought a bunch of groceries and we're making food. It's free, but if you could, please donate a, donate some money because this is all out of pocket. Just if you could Pay us what you would pay for at a food truck. We would appreciate it. And that's what I love. That's what I loved about this festival. This is the first festival I went to. This is what I love about Shane and them, them guys, all those guys. They're not here. They're not really trying to milk you for the money. They really just want you to have a good time. They really just want you to have a great time. And that's awesome. I loved how he was like, fuck it. If we can't, if it's more of a hassle to get a liquor license or whatever, fuck it. We're just doing it old school and it's a keg party now. Fucking, they don't want to come make money. Fuck it. We'll have people make some food for us. And that's what I love. The can-do attitude of the fest. <laughs>